Blog Talk Radio. Welcome you to our show today, and once again, we do want to say thank you for listening, and we hope that you are enjoying our podcast. We do appreciate any feedback that you have, and uh, of course, you can email us at james at jjmediaonline.net, or go to our website, jjmediaonline.net, and contact us. And uh, also, please visit our sponsors, where we always have their websites in our show notes, and you can go to listen to our show at blogtalkradio.com slash jjmedia. So our show today will include Apple's biggest announcement since 2007, a Delta pilot turns fingerprints into boarding passes, and do we say goodbye to Microsoft Paint? And then on to our church tech news. So if you are a church or ministry that needs promotion, JJ Media LLC can help. We trust everyone has had a good week, and we want to remind you, email us, james at jjmediaonline.net, if you desire to sponsor our show or have any questions or comments. So, let's get on to this week's show. Apple's Biggest Announcement. And, of course, the article reads, Apple's biggest announcement since 2007, all eyes on iPhone 8. And this was actually uh, dated, this is um, the July 24th. Expectations are so high for the upcoming high-end iPhone that is, it is being heralded, heralded as a milestone in iPhone history. In an investor note, investment bank Morgan Stanley described it as the most meaningful future, uh, feature and technology upgrades in iPhone's history. Some of these watershed technologies include OLED or OLED displays, wireless charging, and 3D sensors for AR. Or uh, Morgan Stanley added, referring to Apple's first adoption of the, an organic lighting emitting diode, or the OLED display. OLED technology, or OLED, there's several ways that they, they I've heard it, um, is considered the future of smartphone displays because image quality is beginning to surpass that from liquid crystal displays that Apple has traditionally used on the iPhone. Augmented reality, which combines virtual reality with the real world, is considered a technology where Apple can lead. To 
Support AR rumors point to a vertical dual camera on the back of the phone, and the front-facing camera may integrate advanced 3D sensing. ID sensing technology is shaping up to be a defining moment with the iPhone or the element in the iPhone. Problem is, no one seems to know for sure where or what the ID sensor will be. For example, some recent rumors pit facial recognition against Touch ID built into the phone's edge-to-edge -edge display. Rumors suggest Touch ID will either be built into the, the display or eliminated entirely in favor of facial recognition technology. Probably the single most striking aspect of the iPhone 8 will be the large OLED display, possibly 5.8 inches, covering the entire front of the phone from edge to edge. So there is technology changing, and you can go ahead and click on the, uh, the link in our show notes and read about the article, but um, iPhone is... Um, it looks like they are kind of changing and there's going to be kind of a curve in technology and the changing of it. And um, this is actually one of the first times that I, I actually do see uh, Apple kind of kind of um, taking the lead. The, typically, um, this kind of goes against all iPhone users, but typically there's other companies that do something that Apple follows. Um, they have not been the leader but they market it like they are the leader. Um, I, I won't get into that. Um, but there's a lot of iPhone users. And um, so that's that's it for you. And I uh, hope you enjoy your iPhones. I'm still a huge Android guy and uh, probably will always be. Um, all right. Now, in the flying industry, if, you've, if you have flown in a plane lately, and this is uh, something here lately. I've been flying, going to be going, going to be flying a couple more times um, this year that I know of. Maybe you know, not not really sure what what else we're going to be doing, but we already have several flights booked. Um, but Delta Pilot turns fingerprints into boarding passes, and if you've uh, flown lately, uh, you know. In fact, it's it's nice. You can have your boarding pass on your phone, and it's scanned. And you don't have to print it off, especially a place I was here recently. I didn't have the uh, ability and the access to print off the boarding pass, so I did have it on my phone. It made it so nice. And um, so now they're changing, and this uh, Delta Pilot um, is kind of kind of making a big change in the boarding pass um, and the flying industry. And, and the uh, domestic flying. So think of having your airline boarding pass on your smartphone is convenient. Delta is about ready to do one better. The airline announced that some customers can now use their fingerprint instead of a boarding pass to get on its planes at Reagan Washington National Airport in Arlington, Virginia. Delta first starting started piloting biometric authentication in May, allowing eligible Delta Sky Miles members to use their fingerprint as proof of identity at the DCA Delta Sky Club. 
Now that same convenience is available as part of the boarding process, so customers can forego a paper or mobile boarding pass in favor of using fingerprints as proof of identity to board their plane, the company said. This new option is available for Delta Sky Miles members who are enrolled in Clear, or this is the biometric identity verification program that lets you speed through security lines in five minutes or less. So the industry is changing once again, and it's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, one of the one of the interesting aspects that it speaks of being part of the initial test means that eligible customers will be able to traverse DCA as they do today simply using their fingerprint instead of pulling out the boarding pass. So this, in my book, is going to really revolutionize the uh, the flying industry or the domestic flying industry, and eventually they'll get international, and uh, it will make it really nice. And in my thinking, it would create a higher security level. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so if if that interests you, if you've never flown, think about it. it it's really nice, and it's uh, we enjoy it. Um, it definitely saves a lot of time, and uh, they actually speak of in this uh, article, it's a win-win program. Biometric verification has a higher level of accuracy than boarding passes or the paper boarding passes, and it gives agents more time to assist customers with seat changes and other skilled tasks instead of having to scan individual tickets, and customers have less to keep track of as they travel through the airport. So uh, they do speak of um, those traveling through um, international airport in South Korea may encounter some new technology as well as robots. Um, and the interesting part of this, they speak of um, LG has deployed a number of robots at the South Korea airport, which will roam around providing information and assistance to travelers. So artificial technology is on the way. I know that, that the fingerprint isn't artificial technology, but it's an advanced technology that actually increases security and increases ways for you to to um, to it, it just it speeds up things, and you will not have to to watch print your boarding pass or keep your uh, smartphone um, available to board the plane. So I think it's pretty cool. All right, um, this next article is kind of interesting You, for all of you PC users. If you've had a PC very long, PC users, one of the staple um, PC programs is Microsoft Paint. Microsoft Paint is actually a, the, it's kind of a, a very cheap design program you can import um, import images and and do a write on them you can edit do a little editing you can color and um, I've seen some use it for coloring electronic coloring but the ionic paint application and it it first came out in 1985 so it's been around for years the program has been featured on every software update to date. The easy to use tool 
It lets users crop and resize images as well as create simple drawings and doodles. Despite its limited features, it can't be used for complicated photo editing or design. Paint evokes nostalgia for many Windows users. It's been around since the beginning, almost. As of last year, Paint still has more than 100 million monthly users, according to Microsoft. Another fe feature, they're, they're looking at removing Paint. And another feature that could be removed with Windows 10 update includes Outlook Express, the Microsoft Reader app, and Reading List, a bookmarking service. Microsoft says the latter two will be integrated with its Microsoft Edge browser. But this doesn't mean Paint could be gone forever. Last October, Microsoft revealed Paint 3D, a revamped spinoff that allows users to create 3D images. So what they're actually doing is improving it. Uh, they're doing away with the original version, but with Paint 3D, it is going to allow you probably to edit and probably do more than what could be done. Paint isn't the only program tugging the heartstrings of Microsoft fans this year. Most recently, a Chrome extension called Clippy Everywhere brought back Clippy, the company's office assistant. Um, the animated paperclip can be embedded on any website asking users if they need assistance. So that, that is kind of neat. And um, I know that many may, may think, well, what's so big deal about this? Well, once you get used to, there are a few things that, that the com in the computer industry, they have really fine-tuned and everyone is used to using it. Yes, there is change constantly, but there are some staple programs that definitely work. And when it works, um, the tech companies need to keep it. It is nice. They're kind of doing away with paint, but they're kind of improving it and kind of revamping it for an updated version. So we hope you have enjoyed all of these uh, tech tips. So we're going to leave you for a moment, listen to our sponsors, and then we will be right back to give you our ministry church tech. Hey, my name is Joey. I don't enjoy mowing our yard at all. So, if you're like my family, there doesn't seem to be much time to keep the lawn mowed. That is why we use Peter's Lawn Services. If you are looking for a quality company and live in the Hope Sound, Florida area, call them today at 740-710-2031. Skincare is something that many women get confused with. If you are wanting a quality skincare experience and get it at an affordable price, then call Linda. Linda has over 40 years of experience. Call 772-286-8540 or order directly from the website at lindalevel.com. Living in South Florida, there are many harsh elements that destroy your roof. Tryon Roofing located in Hobe Sound, Florida can help eliminate the problem. Call them at 772-283-ROOF to get a roof repair or to get that much needed new roof. That is 772-283-ROOF. Call them today.
back and we thank you again for listening and we as I do every time encourage you to visit our our um, members um, and uh, our sponsors and uh, click on the links in the show notes and please visit them contact them and uh, find out more about them all right this article for church tech is five reasons you should embrace digital Bible study and if you've been around the church very long you uh, and if you have been noticing a change um, okay I go to church and I I have my Bible on my phone I use it all the time Um, the neat thing about that you have access to an amazing library of of Christian insight according to this article of course I I do Um, but they are giving you this article is speaking about um, getting your church used to the digital Bible study, um, and of course they re- they say you've probably read or participated in plenty of discussions about whether or not ebooks are better than print books. Um, this the writer of this um, is an employee of a book publishing company. He says, I've seen publishers struggle, not always successfully, to identify which book-related behaviors can be replicated or even improved in a digital context. But nowhere does this discussion about usefulness of digital technology mean more than when we discuss the Bible. It's one thing to to debate whether or not Tom Clancy's novel is better experienced on a Kindle or in paperback, but when we have... The same discussion about the Bible, the stakes are profoundly higher. And the format in which we experience the Bible makes it harder for us to read it or pushes us away from the focused reflection the Scripture requires. Then great harm is taking place. On the other hand, if a new technology or format makes it possible to engage meaningfully with Scripture, then we should take careful note. A quick Google search turns up plenty of essays and blog posts arguing over the last several years that digital Bible study is or isn't worth your time with good points on both sides. Okay, let's jump into five reasons why the writer thinks that you should embrace digital Bible study in 26... Uh, this article is about 2016, but I'm, I'm uh, applying to 2017. You have access... To an amazing library of Christian insight. There are books galore about, um, especially on the the uh, Bible, and um, there are different versions. So you have an amazing library. That's number one. Number two, digital note-taking is finally good. With the new technology, you can actually have your stylist or you can text um, your, you know, I actually sit in church, I've sit in church several times, and I pull up the Bible on my phone, and then uh, my phone has multiple windows, so I bring it up, and I, I uh, take notes, and uh, I, I do several things on my phone, and uh, I actually take notes of the the um, the pastor's sermon many times. Of course, I am, I used to be a pastor, hoping to pastor one of these days again, so I'm always thinking, trying of a new sermons, new outlines. Um, so um, you can actually take notes on your phone 
um, and link it to your uh, Bible text as you're taking notes. So digital note-taking is finally good. Okay, digital reading plans. One of the Bible apps I use have, have um, digital reading plans that you can get up, boom, hit the button, um, listen. I'm an audio learner. Some people aren't, but you can even listen to the Bible and read along with it. Um, and it's harder to forget to do your Bible reading. Um, there are reminders. So that's the third reason. Number four, it expands your opportunities for study. Finding time and sometimes space to study the Bible is always a challenge. We're all busy at our jobs and all, all the different things we're, we're doing. And you, it's hard to get away. But you, with, with having it on your phone or tablet, you can kind of get away. You have it right with you. And you can fire up your Bible app and get caught up on your scripture reading or listening for the day. And the fifth reason is whether you like it or not, this is where we live. This is the world we live in. You might as well face it. A digital Bible is here. God's Word should be present anywhere we are. So, that's uh, things that you might want to think of. Okay, in our last article, it's about um, um, 10 things that you can't expect church volunteers to do. If you've ever been around a church, church is volunteer bases. Unless you're going to a bigger church, there is a, you know, typically the pastor is paid, but then there are staff. The average church just only has a, a paid pastor and maybe an assistant pastor. Um, you know, I know the church I go to here in South Florida is a bigger church, and they have a list of pastors that's uh, kind of, well, I won't get into that. Um, but here's a list of 10 things you can't expect church volunteers to do. Number one, invest time without understanding the goals. You have to, as a leader, you have to communicate your purpose, communicate your mission. Let everyone know where you're heading and the goals. Number two, accomplish tasks. You, you can't get volunteers to accomplish tasks without understanding the why of the request. That's very important. Um, why are you wanting to, me to do this? Number three, articulate a vision. They aren't seeing it modeled. A lot of leaders don't understand how to model what you are doing. Don't expect anyone to do anything that you aren't willing to do yourself. Let me repeat that. Do not expect them to do anything that you are not doing yourself, you as a leader. Number four, function without encouragement. This is all from the article. I'm adding a little bit in, but function without encouragement. One, every one of us needs an attaboy every once in a while. Show your volunteers how much you value them by encouraging, encouraging them publicly and personally, both verbally and in writing. Number five, this is talking about what, what don't to expect from your, your volunteers. Work for free. The definition of volunteer is a person who works for an organization without being paid. While you can't financially compensate them, it doesn't mean that you can't bless them for their help. Donuts, granola bars, snacks, coffee, tea, water along the way. Um, you know, it's it's very important to say thank you. Um, you 
Can't expect them to have your back if you don't have theirs. Wow, that's important. I'll let you read the article on that. Number seven, produce last-minute miracles on a constant basis. Number eight, drop everything because you failed to plan ahead. Wow, I could spend some time on there. Um, if you you uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, that is one of the things in our in ministry circles. Leaders do not plan. They're they're doing last minute things. That is a, a wow. I may do a podcast on planning, and that that could be a that could be a thing. Um, number nine, be creative without direction, support, and preparation. Volunteers need to have direction and the support and be prepared. Don't just jump in. Show them and and prepare them. And number 10, be motivated long-term by guilt. Don't do the guilty trip. Don't do that. Be motivated with a positive way. Don't try to use guilt. So those are some tips for your church. And I hope that you enjoy this. And uh, if you have any comments, please email us, james at jjmediaonline.net. If you would need promotion, whether you're a business or a church, we can help you out. Also, we are looking for video people who can create a a quality video in the background. And uh, you can send me um, with a white background. We need quality video people that can be a video spokesperson person with a high quality video um, 1080 with a white background please email me if you're interested if your church this is going to be church ministry based um, james at jjmediaonline.net send me a, a email with video um, in the church video maker in the title so thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to meeting you um, as we go about on the road and we look forward to being with you next week thank you again have a great week